It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of Coppin Fractus. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Spider-Man No Way Home Fracas, powered by Touchline Media Group. Uh, no, I'm just joking. of course it is Coffin Fracas. Um, in all honesty, we don't particularly want to talk about what we just, what we just witnessed um, in that Liverpool performance against Leicester, in all honesty, but here we are giving you the the port update as per usual. Um, first of all, let me start off by saying hope you all enjoyed your Christmas because Liverpool, because God knows, Liverpool ruined it straight after. Um, I'm your host, Chris, and joining me today, I've got Ellis and Peter to discuss all things LFC. Uh, gentlemen, first of all, how are you doing this evening? And secondly, um, how was your Christmas? Um, yeah, let's start. Let's start, bro. Was, I'm, well, Liverpool rattled me, but it's what it is, isn't it? Fuck them. My Christmas was good. <laughs> yeah, my Christmas was good. I got the sickest gifts, bro. I've got new gym crep. And I got four new white shirts. That's how you can okay. tell I'm old. I'm old. Okay, bro. You know when like you were a kid in it, and you got socks and pants and stuff. Yeah, and you're like, these are the old. worst gifts ever. I got a pair. Of, I got a pair of socks this this Christmas. Like, this this is it. This is exactly it. Man. This is what I needed. This is what we needed, man. I need the essentials. You know what I mean. Um, thankfully, I didn't get a Lynx Africa set, so that was nice. Yeah. Uh, I know someone who did get a Lynx Africa set. Um, <laughs> Possibly got two of them, uh, Peter. How are you doing? Yeah, when I when I opened that, you don't know, man, that there was a, I'm happy. More than you believe, I'm happy. Like 
Yeah, I'm saying happy new year. <laughs> happy new year. <laughs> I'm so 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 happy. Trust me. Because <laughs> boy. But yeah, no, Christmas Christmas was good though. It was, it was all right. Nice to see the fam and yeah, come together and that, you know. So yeah, I think I've I, I think I'm still on a, a high from Christmas, so I'm not actually as mad. I think obviously I've got this week off as well from work, so I'm pretty, oh, pretty chilled. Yeah. Are you are you guys off work as well? I won't I won't bore everyone with the semantics of why I'm not off work, but I'm still working. I'm working tomorrow um and until Friday basically. So. Oh damn. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so not, not Friday, Friday's half day to be fair. Yeah, just get Was by. It's one of those ones, man. Yeah, I start, I'm I'm starting like day rate and stuff in it, so it's like um need to work. Uh, and oh. don't want to accrue. I don't want to keep accruing loads of holiday pay. So, um, yeah, but yeah, cool. one of them, very much one of them ones. Uh, speaking of one of them ones, it was a very, very off night for the not so mighty boys in red. Um, of course, they didn't fulfill the Boxing Day fixture against Leeds United, um, as that was postponed due to um, a combined injuries and COVID outbreak. Um, at Leeds, which I think is... What do you guys think of this, by the way? The whole kind of like new rule they put in for getting games postponed because they're combining injuries with COVID now. And I just don't think that's right. They need yet. to set the precedent. So they need to actually like have a confirmed number of amount of like people out of COVID, you know what I'm saying? that So that like you can kind of... Um, so that the game can get postponed. Because what you're kind of seeing is that like no one actually knows the kind of threshold or the kind of boundaries of why mm. games get postponed. And so, you know what I'm saying? Some people, like, you don't know whether to believe some people actually have, like, the right... Now, obviously, you'd like to believe that they do, but, like, you have people complaining, people supplying. Like, Chelsea applied the other day, they didn't get it. <clears throat> I think we applied against Tottenham, we didn't get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And some people are getting it. So, I think they just need to actually establish what it actually takes to get a game postponed. No, I completely agree. And I think they announced it during during our game as well, that um, was it Newcastle... To be fair, this, this might be for the best. To be fair, the Newcastle versus Everton was um was postponed for t- I think it was either tomorrow or the day before, um well the day after. Sorry, uh, can you tell my head's still kettled. Um, and it was in it was Newcastle's application. Um, because apparently they've only got thirty outfield players and one goalkeeper. Um, but it seems weird that they're only applying for this now that they've basically lost Callum Wilson and. Uh, Alan San Maximum two injuries, so it's one of those ones yeah. where you kind of look at it thinking, mm, I wonder why you've done that now. After, especially after the back of like a really decent performance they had as well. Um, yeah. But of course, this isn't this is a mugger. This is uh, this is Coppin. Oh, okay. And well, why is it every time I United do some fuckeries? We're next every single time, bro. It's like we're trying to copy copy our bros, like fam. It's like their club is linked to our club. Like you laugh at my United. And then guess what? It always comes Bro, back. This, this, is, this is why I don't engage. This is why I don't engage in these activities now because the, you know we're looking at you know you're going, bro. I'm trying to be like you, man. How do I get like you, big bro? You know what I'm saying? It always happens. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Let's let's turn our attention to our game. Um, obviously we saw Leicester get absolutely just let's, let's be real. They got pounded by City of the weekend, um, six three. Was it the final score? Five three, one of the two. Um, and you're looking at this thinking, okay, cool, they're there for the taking. They're playing two centre backs, uh, they're playing two midfielders as centre backs, something that we were very familiar with from last season. Um, and we have had a few days off uh, with the game being cancelled, um, and kind of resting half the team for the reverse fixture last week in the Carabao Cup. Else, 
looking at the team before we went into the game, you're thinking, okay, cool. You know, this is more than enough. Can't see nothing more than a Liverpool win here. Let's be honest. Uh, you know, after the back of a really good kind of like comeback last week against Leicester too. Bit of needle there, they'll get stuck into it. Didn't turn up at all, whatever. I think I don't think we can make any excuses for that. Front three were diabolical, put the midfield free, um, didn't have any kind of finesse or class to it at all. Back four, for the most part, I think were actually fairly decent. And the keeper doesn't have to really do much, uh, in all honesty. So what what went wrong for, for, for your for your opinion there, Els? Um, I think after we've missed the penalty, I had dropped a bit. Um, what what was getting to me was in a group chat, someone said that we were complacent and arrogant, and I I, I didn't agree with that. What we were, were, we were a team that lacked a lot of conviction. And if you see some of our passes where we tried to get through Leicester, they were either under hit or over hit. Now, when you have lack of conviction. That's what tends to happen. You hit defenders who have like a training leg or who defenders just get in front of everything. So I I think that's where our problem was because if you want to keep it on the stats and everything, we dominated majority of the game. I think there was a five-minute period after Leicester scored where they had majority of the ball, but then it swung back to us. Um, Shemichael was busy, was the busy of the keeper. Their defence was the busy, our defence... It, it was telling that Jamaica was man of the match. He made like, what, two, three? So the penalty, a save from Salah, a save from Van Dijk at the near post. So there's some clear-cut saves that he made. But apart from that, majority of the game, we just couldn't get, we couldn't really get through to get through Leicester. Um, it was a bit annoying. I know people will probably talk about this later on. Again, it was another game where Trent was coming too far inside. Um, Timmy Scuss was holding the width on the left, but then on the right, we kept on coming inside. Um, and maybe that messed up Salah's game. I don't know. But it's just the main the main overriding thing for me was just the lack of conviction in our passing. Um, Liverpool, when Liverpool are not playing well, they don't move the ball quick enough. And that's just Liverpool. Whenever we don't play well, we never move the ball quick enough. And it showed today. Um, Alan Shearer at halftime said we need to move the ball a bit quicker. And that is something I always scream all the time. Like when we're not playing well, the first thing I say is that we're not moving this ball quick enough. And with a team that's, um, would you say Leicester were low block? Yeah, let's say Leicester were low block. I mean, they were very compact. Yeah, they were. They were low block. They were low block. Yeah. And then just um, Ian Atchow and Vardy against Arsenal. You know what I'm saying? So they're low block. They're very compact. And against those type of teams, you have to move the ball as quick as possible. Like less than one touch, just keep it moving, keep it moving. And that's what they're we felt to do. It's funny. They, so they were low block, obviously kept them um, TV2. And then as soon as they went to like 60th minute, they went to a 4 3 Yeah. And then uh, Lookman on the left and whatever, you know what I'm saying? And then tried to attack us. So basically just held on, held on. Chuck on a Lookman and, and, and Tillamon. Change up the yeah. game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah, all things considered, I just think, obviously, Leicester were good, for, good value for the win because I can't take anything away from them. They were good value for the win, but I just think we didn't do enough to um to make, to make give them any questions. Yeah, they were, they're definitely good value for the win. You can't really take it away from them. Um, as their cook of a manager does like to say, they show great character. 
in that victory. So, you know, I do have to give it to them there. That is me being a bit passive aggressive, and you know, that's going to be a theme that will shine on throughout this pod. Um, uh, my only disconcerning thing, I normally I quite like Leicester as a football club, uh, you like the operation, how they run, but gotta say, their fan base for 180 minutes of football, uh, including last week's fixture, have been nothing short of absolutely fucking diabolical. Um, if you wanted to see the words dirty Tory bastards anywhere, it would de- definitely be in a Leicester football game. Um, bro, I'd. I mean, I know, I know there was some jokes, you know, MBE young boy and meat meals yesterday, which you know <laughs> were funny, were funny. But when we're talking about, you know, food, po- you know, we're talking about poverty in this country and you know um, stuff like that, it's just not funny, is it? Um, especially yeah. when it is more prevalent in your actual. I was city. thinking. Yeah, I was thinking that. I'm sure, like, surely it's a bit mad up north anyway. That. <laughs> so, like, bro, it's just it, it, it's 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 baffling, and the whole kind of feed the scousers. Thing the rhetoric, you know, it's it's used to beat Liverpool Football Club, but I don't know how you're going to go with that verse when it's you know prevalent in your own uh, in your own city. So it is what it is, man. And don't be a cunt. Um, joining in with that, rather you just kind of you know buy fifteen pounds worth of shopping and drop it into your nearest uh, Russell Trust or something like that. To be honest with you, so don't don't be a bad end. It would be it would be my thing. Um, Pete, I'll come to you. yeah. My, my my bit of that is over. I'll talk about the football from now on. It's really it really it really jars me when stuff like that goes on. Um, Pete, I'll come to you. Uh, kind of off the back of what Elle said there. Um, Klopp's kind. Of, I'm just reading some of Klopp's quotes. And I think he's hit the nail on the head as well. Kind of from what Ellis said. Uh, we started okay, but the intensity wasn't 100. Um, and we lost ribbon really really quickly, and we didn't get that back. He also goes on to say that tonight I didn't like a lot in our football. That's not cool. We have to do better. We have to think it through and improve. It was very noticeable that Liverpool had very much a lack of critical thinking on the pitch because some of the stuff we were seeing this evening um, was things we're not used to players in Liverpool shows doing um, at this current period of time. Yeah, um, definitely hit the nail on the head as usual. Um, intensity comment, definitely, because especially for the Lookman goal. So he... Um, he kind of puts it down the line for Dewsbury Hall, and then so is Lookman is the one that played the pass, and the Lookman literally sprints past Trent and Henderson to get into the box, and obviously gets past Matthew who's on yellow card and shoots it. But that that intensity from Henderson and Trent, um, very poor. Like it's not really something that you used to seeing in um, Liverpool's game. Like in terms of our players, like they don't just let players run off them and don't. I'm saying get back into shape quick enough, like. Um, yeah, that, that was that was really poor. And just like, like Alice said, when when we're at our best, we play quick football. We play it in, from side to side very quickly, and we shift teams over. You know what I'm saying? And we create chances for a quick passing. But today, not moving it quick enough, and it just results in you know what I'm saying. Leicester being able to get into back into shape really quickly, and yeah, it stops us from getting those gaps they want to like um, that we want to try and explore. And it's just yeah, it's quite frustrating because you think like someone like Simare. He literally gave the ball away so many times. Obviously, oh, bro, he's up to disaster class this evening. He was there but, for the like, taking. Not even know because we didn't punish it. Did not even punish it at all. Like you think, like someone play, playing as a deepest midfielder, him. Yeah, you know I'm saying, giving a turnover that should cause big damage, big hazards. You know, what I'm saying for their team, but you wouldn't know because we end up not moving the ball quick enough, not hitting the forwards quick enough, or all the forwards just having bad touches. The amount of touches I, I saw today, Jesus Christ, Mane, boing, 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 bruv, <laughs> like, bruv, where's, where's, like, ricocheting off you, Salah again, like, Salah, 
I've I've never seen Celtic bad touches. I don't know what's happening. Jota's Jota's passing so 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 bad. Like like unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? Just some of the touches I've seen Chamberlain as well. Everyone Henderson shooting like literally today not a day and yeah a bad bad day at the office. We're gonna get onto individuals later on because I think there are individuals that do deserve it, but. I was saying to Alex before we started recording, I think that Mane must have got like a new pair of Timbs for Christmas or something because the first touch was Boy. diabolical. There was one he kind of like, there was one he got when he like came back in the first half and he bounced off and he went like 10 yards off his boot. And I was like, okay, it's going to be one of those ones then, I guess. Um, but yeah, it, it is what it is. I think, you know, like, some of them, you know, like them like kind of diagonals that like a Van Dyke would do, or Matic would do, Joe will try and like touch it and like his touch will just be way off or like he'll try and. He won't even compete with a head out, you know, something like that. And then, yeah, and then Salah, Salah couldn't really get away from Thomas today as well. Like, it's just all of them, yeah. I don't know what they're on. Yeah, it's all three of them are absolutely jolly up, to be fair. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, I want to talk about that midfield three they played today. So, obviously, Fab's back. Oh, like it's the same midfield against West Ham that we lost it, by the way. Yeah. It's the same one. Um, I don't so, away from home is not sorry, Chris. It's just I don't. No, like no, no, no. I, I, I like it. I like how you already g'd up for it. That's what exactly what I like to see. Um, it's a midfield free of Fabinho, obviously in the six, Henderson on the right, and Alex I say Chamberlain on the left. Of that for me is just not great, especially when you're trying to beat away from home as well. Els, I'll come to you. Midfield, obviously, we saw we saw the big imbalance midfield had against Spurs. Did it also create a bit of a mismatch today for what we were trying to do in the game and ultimately why we couldn't build enough sustainable pressure to realistically stay on Leicester's neck whilst they were in a low block? Yeah, because um, players like Ox and... I'll say Ox more because I don't think he played too well today. He just doesn't see that early pass. Um, which is what we love Thiago for. He sees that early pass and he keeps it moving. Um, it, again, like, like against Spurs, it was just a lack of control in there. It's just a lack of control, which I didn't like. Fabinho was doing his midfield work diligently. He was doing that very, very well. But again, once you need, you need Hendo and Ox to just take this thing out of game sometimes and just keep it moving. Um, last two games, Hendo was played. He hasn't really, he hasn't really shown, shown to do that. I know against Leicester, he played about sixty-five minutes, and not one point did he get that ball down and and, and play football. Um, Ox is not known to do that. That's not his game. He's a blood and thunder number eight who's trying to get on the end of things. But sometimes when you need a bit of um, calm, you're not going to get it from him. And and it affected affected the forwards more so more so Jota and Salah because these are players who thrive on on the balls going either over the top or to their feet. Um, Jota's touch wasn't really good today; he just kept on bouncing everywhere. But usually he wants the ball over the top. Salah usually wants it to feet, then he wants to play a quick one to his Trent. And if your midfielders are not getting the ball to the front front attackers quickly enough, we're not going to make any chances, regardless of how poor we think. The front three were, they need they need the supply. That's just how it goes, isn't it? So they were again, and I feel like the midfield didn't really do enough to to do that. So it was a bit annoying. It was a bit annoying. Yeah. 
I think that that midfield doesn't really work because yeah, I think it's all about roles and it's all about combinations. And I think combinations they have to make sense. They have to mesh well together, right? Mm. And I think Henry Ox they they're kind of similar, really. I would say probably. Ox is a bit better driving the ball and Henderson's probably a bit better technically. But they're both players who rely on their energy and their drive to, to keep them, you know what I'm saying? Keep them in, they, they rely on their energy to kind of sustain pressure and to kind of, you know what I'm saying, keep them in full ticking. But against a low block, that's that's not really what you need. You know what I'm saying? You're not you can't break a low a low block with your energy. You know what I'm saying? You can't break you can't break down a low block with, with your drive, you know what I'm saying? So in these in these that's why I think the midfield doesn't really work. I think this midfield is more likely to work. Um, at Anfield, where like the crowds behind you, you press and the team. Yeah, you know I'm saying you hope your opposition team might make, like against Arsenal, right? You know what I'm saying? That, at home, that was a good game because it's like the crowd, everything were up for it. You know what I'm saying? But away from home, when obviously you got a crowd against you, you're trying to break down a low block. Um, Henderson and Oxley Chamberlain are not creative. Like both of them are not really creative. So it just kind of yeah, it doesn't lend to a good combination of away from home. And I think this is where you need people like. Obviously, Tiago, Kea, because they have a technical security on the ball, and they kind of they can they can continue probing, 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 and eventually find that gap. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So yeah, Henderson and Chamberlain, they're not really a type of midfielders that you want trying to probe and trying to break down defenses. So I think this is why it's probably not the best combination against away from home. But also that Henderson and, T- and Ox, it reminds me of Kate and Ox last season. It was the same thing. That yeah. uh, obviously Kate wasn't really on from last season, but. Yeah. Those together, the balance didn't really work. I'm not too sure why, but the, the balance there didn't really work. Um, but yeah, I agree with everything you said, to be honest, Peter, man. I agree with everything. I just didn't see... The thing The thing you want from your midfield is when we're not in the game, yeah, you want them to get the ball and you just want it to keep it moving, just keep it ticking. And what, that's one of Henderson's key points for me. He gets the ball and yeah. keeps it moving, but... But today it, it it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. Man. I, I still feel. I think with that midfield, you're just, you're kind of basically asking the front three to create something. You know what I'm saying? Do something. Yeah, front three. We're not really going to feed you, so you're going to have to create something. You know what I'm saying? So, and I think that's the problem with that midfield. Whereas if you play like a Thiago, if you play, you know what I'm saying, your caters or whatever, even Jones to an extent as well, they can create something out of nothing. They can feed the front three regularly. You know what I'm saying? But with that midfield, you're asking your front three to have a good day, and today they didn't have a good day. So. That's, that's the results of it. Were you guys surprised that Katie didn't start, by the way? Because he played really well when he came on in that Carabao Cup semi-final, quarter-final. Um, yeah, my head's, my head's curled. Um, <laughs> getting all these fucking pictures mixed up. Um, yeah, he played on really well with that um, in that game midweek. I just thought for the balance of what he does for that midfield and how you know he's a bit more technical in the operation... Uh, and how we're utilising that left side a little bit more than the right, especially in the first half as well. Do, do we guys surprised that he didn't start? Yes and no. I don't think, knowing how Klopp is, I think he probably hasn't done enough to earn completely earn his trust yet, if that makes sense. Like, obviously, Klopp is one who doesn't really, like, you need to kind of play well consistently to kind of earn his, you even see with Chambers. I think Chambers played quite regularly now so that he's kind of positioned in the starting eleven. He's maybe third or fourth choice, but he, he had to work to get that space, you know what I'm saying? So I think with Kate, obviously he had a good performance against Leicester. Um was a bit was average against Tottenham, I would say. So yeah, I think he probably needs a bit more performances to get in the starting lineup. Just, that's just how Klopp works, and like it or not, you don't like it. You know what I'm saying? You have to really earn your place. Just how he how he is, really. True, true. Uh we're gonna get on to um some players after these commercial messages. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, and we're back. Um, we talked about Mane a little bit earlier on. I want to get onto the front three as a whole because all three of them for, for my money were absolutely just diabolical. What what do we think just not came together well for them today? Elsa, I'll, I'll come to you first. In, in a group, I was saying there was different levels of crap. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I was saying, money and Jota's crap. I can't compare it to Salah's crap. Salah didn't get in, involved in the game enough. He was always on the periphery. Um, we need him always engaging with the, with the fullbacks. But I don't think he got enough support as he usually gets into the, into the channels. So how many times did you see the ball coming over to Salah on that right-hand side? Usually Van Dijk's always switching it or the ball gets over to um, to Trent and Trent's always hooking it up on the byline. But taking that aside, I don't think he, obviously, the missed penalty, the missed follow-up chance for, against Jamaica, I don't think, he, I'll give him a 5 out of 10 for that performance. It was just one, a whole team performance. It wasn't really good. Now, coming on to the, the other two, I have big problems. Big, big problems, brother. Sadio Mane, love him to the bits. His touch is as erratic as mine. Absolutely shambolic. Um, again, at times in the first half, we went back 20 yards because of his touch. He's always t- chasing it. Um, he doesn't... Last two games, he hasn't really been... Oh, whenever I say, well, against Tottenham, against Tottenham. Yeah, he wasn't really going at the fullback. Like, well, one-on-one... On one, against Tottenham, he had a good game against Emerson Royale. Is that the man that you're talking about? Yeah, do you think... Was yeah, yeah. Royale was first, having a bad day. First half, he did. First yeah, half, yeah. First half, yeah. But then second half, it was a bit, yeah. First yeah. half, it was good. But tonight, I didn't see him going at... Um, it was there. Uh, who's there? Is it Castagna or... Yeah, Castagna and Amate were kind of the ones... Amate, exactly. So I would expect him going out there. And, and again, his touch wasn't the best. Um, his chance to make it 1-0 was a poor finish. Poor, you know, poor finish. The thing with the oh. is like, I just, I, I just don't think, I don't feel like he's gonna score today at all. If that makes sense. Like, I just didn't. You know, in this front guard, thinking, yeah, he's, he's probably gonna, he's probably gonna like, miss. <laughs> like, probably gonna, I just, I didn't at one point think when he was gonna score today at all. Like, even forget the touch, forget all that stuff. Like, I like the thing I like about him. He's a constant. He's always an irritant, and he always wants to get on the ball. No yeah. matter, even if he's yeah, playing yeah. so bad, he always wants to get on the ball. Even if he had a bad touch, he still wants to get the ball. But today, I just didn't feel like he's going to... Like, he just wasn't a goal for it. Like, Lookman looked, looked like scoring more than he did. Like Yeah, yeah, more than, more than any of the front three. 
more than yeah. any of the front three. But I and I think we have a problem with I like Jota, I really do like Jota because he he nets goals in it. But my one problem with him is that his hold up play leaves a lot to be desired. Even my Sat Mane and Salah when they're both on form and unsung, even Sat even Mane to a lesser extent, his hold up play is still very good. I just feel Jota is is very um very lazy. Like his first touch, that like when you bring it into feet, his first touch is is always baggy, and and that's a that's something we need to look at if he wants to play centrally. Um, I know his best work comes from the left, and this is where we have a problem because the three that are starting are the most informed strikers, but then you have two who do their best work on the left. So he's probably still trying to learn that role, and and that was a problem for us today because we didn't have a connector between the the front three. And then the um, the midfield, usually when Firmino's on form and on song, he's the connector between the two and, and why we called him the system because everything that goes through us attacking, he connects it. Um, tonight, I didn't see it. And again, that was a problem for us because the midfield are not going to do something special or the midfield, no one in the midfield is acting as a connector. It's supposed to be Ox. It's supposed to be Ox that's supposed to act as that connector, but he didn't, he didn't do it. So I say that to say this year, the front three were rubbish, man. Bomba clots. <laughs> That's yeah. I don't. I, I just don't even know what. Like I don't know what they were on, man. Like just, imagine playing against Ndidi and Amate and um, there was another thing. There was no conviction, bro. There was no conviction. Like usually when we see these front three, they like so. On it to get into the box, but tonight it wasn't. Oh. It wasn't just there. When like, I saw Marty on that sheet, on that team sheet, I was like, "Yes, yeah, so I eat him too." It's long, especially when, you, especially when, when you're in the form the Jota's in as well. Yeah, I can punish these guys. You know, I, oh, there's an yeah. easy two goals for me. But the Mane thing now, I think seven games in the league without a goal. And I know people are going to get onto him for you. Oh, he's not scoring seven games, blah 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 blah. But in a lot of these performances. His performances have also been really good. The yeah. one thing that's alarming, the one thing that's alarming for me is in the past few performances, there has been a little bit of a noticeable drop off. So, I guess what, what 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 would you say the natural remedy for this is now? Would you kind of obviously the, we've got one one more game and Chelsea? That, that, the that be the, like, I don't think that should, that should be the set front three like all the time. Like you knew that front three was starting today. Doesn't doesn't have to be that way. Like Firmino is a good player. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have like Firmino doesn't have to be a bench player. Like if Mane is, yeah, like, yeah. Against, United, against United, the front three was Firmino, Jota, Seller. You know what I'm saying? And that works perfectly. Um, some like you know what I'm saying, Jota can get bench, Mane can get bench. I don't like the way the front three. Obviously, I know we've been scoring so many goals. I get it, but that doesn't have to be the front three. Let's keep rotating it. Keep these guys on their toes. You know what I'm saying? Keep. You know I'm saying I want Jota and Firmino to keep. I want Jota, Firmino, Mane to really push each other and really. You know what I'm saying? Push each other to perform. That, that doesn't have to be the front three. Hopefully we can change it up, you know what I'm saying? But um, I think with Mane, I just think he's he's finishing. It just concerns me, man. I just feel like, yeah, I just feel like in that in that kind of aspect, I feel like he's really regressed. Um, that finishing kind of, he's just not as deadly as he once was. And I like the fact that I feel like he's always an option on the ball. And that's why I, like. I feel like he's even more of an option on the ball than anyone else in that front three. But I just think he's finishing. This really needs to improve. And I know Joe is the opposite. When he's not finishing, when he doesn't score, he just looks like, <laughs> like what the hell is going on? Like he just looks messy. He just looks a bit uh, like so. I just think Jota just needs to kind of um, 
round that kind of um, aspect of his game as well. But yeah, that front three was just, it was just terrible, man. It was, it was, I just can't believe he didn't okay. test Amate. Yeah, it's cool. I, I can't believe he didn't test like Amate and indeed he's not a centre back. Like, they just had easy days. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. And you can see that indeed he was what, you know, going to be clutchy for the game. I mean, he gives away the penalty for fuck's sake, and it's a terrible, oh, it's a terrible tackle. Yeah, you just be so over-aggressive in, the, in what he was doing. Sorry, Alex, you, you, you were going to say something. Yeah, and I don't understand why Mane and, and Jota don't like switch at times, if it's not working for you at that minute. Like, right. Switch around. You know what I mean? Switch around. Like, okay, Mane, you go for five ten minutes, just go through the middle for me, because yeah. you're better at coming to the ball. You know what I'm saying? So if you can come to the ball, then it allows Jota to get in behind the um the two centre backs or, or even the right back and the and the centre back. So that's that's another thing that kind of annoys me at times. I want I don't know if it's on instruction or not, but sometimes just in the game, just switch around. Just switch around, man. Yeah, what was the most frustrating thing about the performance for you guys then? Because I think there's a lot to be annoyed at, but I think the thing for me is just the lack of intensity. There was no... They were trying to be a little bit too swashbuckling, even when they won one nil down. It was just really, really annoying. There was just kind of like no intensity. So if you could kind of put one... If you can kind of really point the finger at one specific aspect from this performance that really pissed you off, what would it be? It would be the fact that we kind of, um, actually, I don't know. I was going to say the fact that we, yeah, the fact that we didn't really look like scoring and the conviction in our taking the shots and kind of, um, when we go forward, like when we're going forward, guys are just like, you know, when like, you hit first time and you'll strike a convict, like men are taking one touch and then trying to get out of their feet and then shooting. And then when you do all of that, it's given indeed the, the recovery to stick a leg out or, you know what I'm saying, I'm to kind of, you know what I'm saying, block it or, just more conviction and kind of being confident in front of goal. You know what I'm saying? That was really, really like, yeah, not annoying for me. Especially that second half. That second half, we could have kept playing until until God knows when, you know, New Year and probably still would have not scored. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, same same for me. It's just a lack of conviction. I just, I just didn't like it. Once we got into 20 yards, we didn't, we didn't see any, like... Um, any drive towards the goal, and that's what we're usually we're usually good at. Even our pressing, our pressing wasn't really that good today. So yeah, like like Chris said, and it's just a lack of intensity, which I didn't like. Um, I didn't, I didn't like. I, I didn't like the level we we came at, and then like I said, once we um we missed the penalties, like our heads just went down, and yeah, it's, it was it was a strange little performance. Very strange. I just, I don't know why, like, we always just struggle for rhythm, like, after, like, breaks. Like, if, you, like, we could, like, we're better when we play, like, three or four games in a week or three or four games in two weeks, you know what I'm saying? Like, when we have, like, a week's break or a two weeks break, we just always seem, like, players always seem to be rusty. I don't know, I don't know what it is about our game that it kind of works with rhythm and we really need rhythm to kind of be on our, on our, on our form. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, so it's just a strange one. But anyway, we, we move. Yeah, it's a weird one. It's like obviously you got players who haven't played for about two weeks. You had players who didn't play for about nine days. So it's a weird mismatch of just like yeah. performances, really. Yeah, it's just it, it shouldn't be that way. But I think you know when, when you not even like a rhythm team, which is a team that kind of thrives off that cohesiveness more than anything, um, yeah. which is really annoying um, more more than anything. The, the, I just resaw the Mane chance, by the way. Fuck yeah, I can't believe he doesn't. He doesn't. The thing is, he doesn't need to blaze it. 
Um, a lot of people are laying the blame at Matip for the goal. I think it's a little bit unfair. I actually think he played pretty he play well. okay. Um, I don't know. It's poor from all of them. Like I said, Henderson and Trent for the intensity for not getting back. Matip, you think he lets him in too easily, but it's because he's on a yellow card. But at the same time, maybe just yeah. don't dive in. Maybe just try and jockey if you can. Um, but yeah, I was even seeing Van Dijk. You know, you know when you start seeing Van Dijk like getting blamed for stuff, you know, okay, guys are really having a field day. <laughs> guys are really having a field day. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't particularly blame Matip. I rather put the blame more on Henderson and I'm sure it was pathetic. I don't know what it was in the trend in so um once once you get into that and once you get to the box and you send it back to the yellow card, it's long to be honest. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah it's just 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 crazy, man. I also think the the subs, whilst I also thought they were the right subs for what they were, this didn't help whatsoever. It was just a weird one. He did everything you wanted him to do from a substitution point of view. Well, nothing came like, properly. It's like we all think we're like like the best like managers, we all think like we're football managers. He did the exact subs that everyone wanted. Still didn't make yeah. the design effect. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, bring Bobby on, bring Kater on. The game's gonna change. He brought them on. Nothing happened. You know. So sometimes when it's not your day, it's just not your day. No matter who you bring on, no matter yeah you know, what you do, you know. So he went to a forty-three-one. I had all the attackers on. Had Kater yeah. on. It's not your day. It's not your day. It's not your That's- day. I don't want to see that four two three one. Every time we switch to it, just nothing happens from it. So yeah, exactly. point, it's like yeah. if, if they don't train in it, then what's the fucking point of going yeah, to yeah. it? So. If they don't train in it, there's no point. You might just do a sub for sub, honestly. Like do you yeah, draw, do you draw for for me or just just do it naturally? Yeah, it's just straight swap. It just makes sense. Yeah. Right. Anything else that you guys want to talk about from the game, or do we've kind of wrapped it all up quite nicely? I mean, it's just a bad, bad day at the office for everyone involved, really, to be fair. I just feel like that whole having our games cancelled is just the worst thing you could do. Like, having City go six points ahead, like, four points ahead, like, they're, and they're the worst team we want to have that lead as well because they just couldn't sustain it, sustain it. Like, you'd like, you'd back, you'd back them to keep that lead, you know what I'm saying? So, I think having those games postponed just really bit us in the ass, like, yeah. But, yeah, anyway, we move. All you can do is just win our games and see what happens, really. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't want to be playing catch up. Um, it, it, it's, it's just annoying, but it is what it is, to be fair. It'd be nice, you know, one title race, all I ask, where you don't have to win every single game and put everything <laughs> on the line. Sure. It would be nice. We've only got two losses this season and the six points behind. Nice. Yeah, man. In any normal campaign, you'd be like, yeah, that's, that's, that's manageable, but then you just see what City are doing. It's just, okay, cool. Because they got Brentford tomorrow. The more I've seen what Brentford, I've seen the injuries Brentford have got, they're going to steamroll that as per usual. Um, so it's what it is. No, they're going to bother. Brentford are bare funny, you know. They play like Stoke, but they got they got a nice little manager. They got money ball, but low key, they, they really play some some really dark. They play some horrid football sometimes, but it's nasty stuff. <laughs> but they're covering it up with a little Thomas Frank and a little Embermo. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm they're saying? Like, they're, like, they're, like, they're like Burnley if they use cryptocurrency or something, man. That's what it is. It's <laughs> proper nasty vibes, but yeah, um, it is what it is. Um, speaking, yeah, I mean, no, we'll, we'll talk about the title race kind of like another time and stuff, but it is what it is for this moment. Um, what we will talk about is the January transfer window 
And we will talk about it after these commercial messages. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, and we're back. Um, getting to that time of year now where the transfer window is going to come in full effect. I personally don't see Liverpool making a move for anyone, which kind of makes this conversation about transfers a little bit redundant. But the one move I do see is possibly Nat Phillips on the way out. I think we can all kind of agree on that. Um, there's just a whole host of clubs that could probably do with his services. Do you think him exiting the club would make a little bit of difference to whether we make a move um, in that window for a possible attacking option? Or do you think we're so stubborn in our ways that we're just going to hold it out and wait for the best option to come available if it if he does come available in the summer? Yeah, I think, I think we just wait. Um, I'm like you, Chris. I can't see us going into the market. Uh, I can't really see anyone in the market anyway that was going to leave during this period. Um, Nat Phillips leaving will probably just add a bit more money to our contract coffers. Oh, yeah, I can't just do wait until the summer to be honest. Yeah, I think it will be a wait and see one until the summer. Peter, for your for your opinion, do you see Liverpool making a move for anyone? Um, and you know, if you looked at anyone, you know, uh, kind of during this campaign, uh, who you think could be available, and thought you know what, they could do a bit of a decent job. Um, yeah, I think if Nat Phillips stays fit, I think he'll probably go. Um, I'd probably, I'd probably, I'd probably say he's on Newcastle's kind of transfer list. If they can't get that Tavoski. Or something like that. I think they'll probably go for Nat Phillips. Um, obviously, the thing is the like the kind of consent issues that you'd like to get an attacker in with Mane and Tello obviously going to Fcon. But it's just a thing where it's like, can you get the right attacker in January and get him for the right price? Um, you know what I'm saying? And if if you do that, you kind of derail another team season because this this attacker say you get like a Rafina, Leeds are probably going to get relegated if you take them from him. If you get um like a, I don't know like Anthony, um obviously Ajax are gonna kind of miss him in in the Champions League, and then also if you take like a like a Bowen as well, that might derail West Ham season as well. Let's say Antonio gets injured, they kind of heavily rely on Bowen for GNA. So, but I will say that to be honest, um, with Jared Bowen, he's actually really impressed me. I think at the beginning of the season, I really wasn't sold on him having been that level like of player for, for him to come to us. And slowly but surely, I'm not saying that I want to sign him, but he's really looking like a really good player. Um, he's really intelligent. Um, his left foot is like a wand. 
he always he's like and the thing is West Ham play on a counter-attack, so they don't actually have the ball as much as like a, a team like us. But whenever he is in them kind of situations, he always makes the right decisions and he always has excellent like a pick out or has like a really good shot. So yeah, I'm really impressed with him. I'm, I'm just looking out to see what he does. But do you do you think he has the do you think he could the thing with Bowen, I just I just don't know if he has the right See the high, the ceiling, and to play for us. If that makes sense. So, can he do it in the Champions League? Can he be the difference in a semi-final or quarter-final? That's the thing. I'm not sure about Jared Bowen, but he's he's a good player. What do you think? Some, so, my thing for him would be is you talk about. I think we have this conversation about kind of fourth attackers a lot of the time. Um, yeah. So, I think he would be like kind of perfect money for fourth attacker because he can do a job. If it needs to be when to come in, he's really good at kind of like pressing the ball, really good pass for the ball, quite skillful as well, which kind of goes under the radar. But I think that's more the fact yeah. that he's white than anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've been impressed with him for a while, and you can kind of see the roots of you know the intensity in his games, like how he could really fit into a Liverpool squad. But as someone you could you, you need to rely on week in week out to do things, he probably wouldn't be that. But he's someone who could probably come in and have like a really good impact. Um, but I can see why people are kind of like, oh, Jared Bowie. No, just because you look at other options that are available. You know, you know, mentioned Anthony. I'm a big fan of him. Rafinha as well. I think Rafinha is the one name we all look at because he's kind of got like the complete package to him. Pause. Yeah. Which is like everything he, he can deliver. And yeah, hopefully, well, I say hopefully, Leeds, if Leeds get relegated, it's going to be a very interesting battle to see who gets him, to be fair, because yeah, that's going to be um, going to be a lot of clubs interested. But I think the big, big thing for me in this transfer window is there's so many people leaving on who'll be leaving on free transfers kind of in the summer i don't know if clubs i don't know if clubs will be kind of you know resigned to the fact that these guys will be leaving in the summer summer anyway so you can get some money now for them now is the best time to do it so i don't know if there's anyone on that bosman list that you kind of like take a look at and you think okay cool let me take a punt on this guy i think the one one person who kind of comes to mind for me is the kamara from marseille pretty good really good um understudy for fab but Oh, Bubaku Kamara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bubakar Kamara, so my bad. So I think he'd be the only guy that I'd really look at on that list who can kind of come in and... Streets are saying that he's a centre-back. He can play centre-back. He can play six as well. So Yeah. It's an interesting one. The the person on that list, uh, a year ago, I would have said get him, would have been Kessie. But after that performance gets us, (laughs) hell no. He was, oh my days. He got oh, gassed by Chamberlain and Morton. What the hell? I don't know. No, no. The thing is, I think the thing is with Kessie, he's like, he's got like, he's got ability, but when you play in like a league like that, like an Italian, obviously you play in a Serie A, you kind of rely on your physical attributes and you probably don't play the game as intense as you should because you're much stronger than everyone else. You're much a better athlete than everyone else. So when it comes to Premier League and everyone is the same kind of, like um everyone's got PMP, right? So you kind of have to play the game in a more intense level. And he probably has got really got those kind of habits from playing in the Italian league. And yeah, I think I think that's that's the problem. That's the kind of scary thought that I would think of Kessie because it's just like has he got that intensity that to play at a team like Liverpool? I'm I'm not too sure. But yeah, you got a lot of likes of Kessie, Brozovic, all, all those type of players in it. I think. Look at how Samari played this evening. I can see what the blueprint for Kessie would be. I mean, fucking hell. Hungover means he lost the ball before. It's like a like, trait where it's like they just play the game at their own pace, and because they have the PMP in other leagues, they can do it. But in the Premier League, you just can't do it. Yeah, you can't. You need to be switched on every single time. Yeah. Or yeah, you will get done up. 
Um, Alza, I'll, I'll, come, I'll come back to you. Um, obviously, AFCON on the horizon. It's going to cause... I say it's going to cause an issue for Liverpool, but I think, you know, you look at what we've got attacking-wise. Uh, Bobby, Jota, uh, Minamino and Origi. Do you think that's enough or do you think we should be actively looking to kind of add one more, even if you do have to spend a little? But I think that's that's the big thing, isn't it? Adding one more for the sake of adding one more or just waiting for that guy. Yeah, that's just it. Um, that's, and that's the big problem, though. Was you add one more for potentially two league games and a couple cup competitions where we could be playing lesser lesser teams? Easy, really, or could you might as well just wait till the summer and you can get your real gem that you are actually chasing? It's, I don't know. I personally, I believe the four should be enough to take us through January. That's just me personally. Um, Minimino's got five goals in the League Cup, we've got two League Cups semi finals. Uh, we've got Shrewsbury in the third round of the FA Cup. Yeah, would you would you go and unless the player that you want becomes available in January, then you do it, obviously. But then, but is anything to force when you've got you've got that many games? I don't know. It's a tough one for me. Personally, I wouldn't force it. I personally would force it. This is the big this is the biggest you have with the January transfer window as well. Is that the player you want? The team just won't sell them because there's so much on the line as well. You're going to be paying a massive premium too, so you might as well just wait for the summer, in all honesty. But in terms of the short-term game that it might give you, it kind of has to be explored as well. But kind of like for my book as well, I don't think there's going to be that many moves in general in this January transfer window. It's like looking across the board. I don't see that many people kind of selling. Um, I, think I don't think there are that many people buying, in all honesty. Um, just with, like we discussed, kind of like all the, all the amount of Bosmans and stuff that are going to be available in the summer too. And the only active buyer is probably going to be Newcastle, and that's just going to be hilarious to watch because I have no, I have no clue who they're going to go for, who they're going to target. It just looks, it, it very much just looks like someone's brought a football club with no plans in there whatsoever. So it's going to be an absolute shit show, in all honesty. And to be fair, I'm kind of here for it. Same much money they can spend in the championship as well. Um, it, looking at potential outgoings as well, I think Rigi's been someone who's men, been mentioned as well. I, I just think it'd be really foolish to let him go at this stage. Do you guys agree? No, no. You need to keep him. You have to keep him. Especially in that form that he's been in this season. He's a different option. Even someone like Origi, we could have done with him today. Like, his hold-up play is actually really good. And his touch is actually really good. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely keep him. What yeah, you? Nah, I, 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 definitely, I definitely keep him. He's just, you know, it'd be weird with him not seeing him on the team shoot, to be fair. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. I think with, with him, I think we're complaining and stuff about like Marley and Jota having like bad touches and not being able to kind of hold up the ball. Like that's something that Origi doesn't struggle with. Like I feel like he's actually really good technically. It's just his intensity is the thing that you know can be off. But in terms of actually being good technically, I think Origi is actually really good. He's no, a very, very good come. technician. Yeah, underrated technician. Um... On and off the ball, left foot, right foot, clean, clean. I saw lots of people saying that that we should sign Emmanuel Dennis. Whilst I do agree with that, I also look at someone like Brighton, and if West Ham go West Ham, Watford go down, 
if I'm Brighton, I'm looking at Emmanuel Dennis thinking this is the missing piece that we've needed for the past four years. Spend any kind of money we need to go and get him. The thing is with me is that like maybe I I I, I wouldn't take the risk. I, I'd rather be the team that pays 20, 20, 20 million more, ten million more when he has another good season. If that makes sense, like yeah, because I just think he like he, he he's he's been brilliant this season. Left left foot, right foot, assist, everything. Like he's been banging for Watford, but he's he's been doing it for. This is his first season in the Premier League. Let's see if he can keep it going. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm just not sure I would buy him straight away. I just think it's a big risk to step up from Watford to Liverpool. I'd rather wait a season or two. If you have to pay that premium more, then so be it, personally. But it looks like a very, very good player. A very good player. Um, one you one you guys must be very, very happy. He's uh, on, your, on your team for the upcoming AFCON tournament as well. Um yeah. That team, list, that, that, that team list made me laugh, by the way. I was looking at, like, there's, like, four midfielders and then, like, 20 attackers. <laughs> oh, four midfielders that include a Wobi and a, a, a Joe Aribo. So, yeah, boy, boy, <laughs> boy. <laughs> All that attacking football. Love it. Um, apparently. It's not going to be the same um, with it being on Sky as opposed to Eurosport. It's just not going to be the same. Oh, they ain't got that heritage, though, innit? Nah, not got that heritage at all. Um... Of course, we do play Chelsea this weekend. Uh, we'll do a quick preview of that kind of line right now. Seems like a must win um, just for regaining some form of momentum. Of course, it's going to be the last game that we have Keita, Mane and Salah available for uh, for the next kind of coming weeks. Looking at, obviously, the performance from tonight, what would you guys change, if anything, for that game? I think the one thing you obviously probably would change is that midfield setup. Hopefully, Thiago being available would be the immediate switch. But... Um, would you do anything with the centre-back pairing or would you leave it as is? Uh, leave it as is. Goalkeeper back four, um, Fabinho, I would actually bring in Keita for Ox um, and just leave it the same way, to be fair. If if uh, then if Thiago is available, he'd probably still be on the bench anyway, depending. I he's trained, I'm sure he trained this week. I feel like he trained, you know yeah, but oh, yeah, I don't think he'll be ready. I don't know. I'm He's quite looking forward to him. Sorry, I'm quite looking forward to seeing him boss it up with that moustache he had when he was in quarantine. I was really looking forward <laughs> yeah. to that. And it was just taken away from me. Right. Just like that. I feel like I've earned that. Yeah, which wasn't a, wasn't yeah. correct. Obviously, we were talking about kind of like front free rotation as well. Peter, what would you what would you do front free wise looking at obviously the way Chelsea set up and a little bit of their woes recently too? Hmm... That's interesting. I would probably. Um, I don't really. My. Um, I don't. I think I'll top Jota for Firmino, um, and then keep it the rest as it is. And then I think Jota coming on as a sub against that um, Chelsea defense looks like an exciting proposition for me. Um, so that's what I would do. Um, K or Thiago, one one has to start, either or. If Thiago's fit, then Thiago starts. If he's not fit, then K starts. Um and yeah, I'd probably keep it the same for the defense. I, I don't mind if Konate comes in though. I think Konate against Lukaku that could be interesting, but I trust my tip and then that against Lukaku. So yeah, I think that game where well, whoever loses that game is getting dragged into top four race. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, I think that's fair. We we have seen games in hand FC all right. across the board kind of sweep up recently, which is uh yeah, that's not a nice proposition. You're to gonna stop by the ESR and Saka in there, man. Fam. Fuck, you know. Fuck, you know. Fuck, you know. 
Can't be doing that. Fucking hell, Reg, please win. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be dragged back into that life. After that <laughs> as well. You're going to be debating Star Boys for, for the whole year, bro. Not again. No. Fuck me. No. I thought we were out of this life. Just think, think you're out. We're going to be pulled back in. Um, the, this Chelsea team, for the life of me, I can't figure out how they're going to set up. Just because I, if if, if two shoulders doesn't know what his best kind of front three is, how the fuck am I supposed to know what his best front three is? For my money, it's just it's the most infuriating thing to just watch it because obviously he's not been playing Lukaku. Pulisic has been kind of playing as a bit of a false nine, and it just seems all of the pressure has been on Mason Mount. So by that logic, if you kind of shut down Mason Mount, you shut down Chelsea. But that's just my ignorance, kind of looking out from the inside in. What, what do you guys think the Liverpool plan should possibly be for this game? Obviously, it's going to be raucous atmosphere. It's at Stamford Bridge. You know, all sorts of insults are going to be flying around as as per the custom um, at that arena. So, Els, for, for your book, what what, what, we should, what what do you think the rest should do kind of like game plan wise? Um, well, they shouldn't play like they play tonight. That's that's for sure. That's a big. Yeah. That's a big. That's a big plus if they don't play like they play tonight. <laughs> yeah. But um, all jokes aside, I believe I don't think Chelsea like runners in behind them. Um, Thiago Silva came off against Villa. I'm not too sure if that was an injury or not, but um, he's there. He's there, general in the, at the back there. Um, I don't think Rodiger and Ch- Chalabar really like players running at them. So Liverpool need they have to be intense and it has to just be as direct as possible. Um, maybe nearly maybe long ball esque. But we need to try and turn Chelsea around as quick as possible. Um, their midfield, we again, we need to track their midfield. Again, this is just against Villa I'm looking at. Um, Kante was playing absolutely fantastic. He's able to like, break the line so effectively with with his passing and his ability to run with the ball. Um, Kovacic came on. He's also the same. Chelsea's problem is they don't really score enough. Um, I believe that Tuchel will probably start Lukaku to try and give our centre-backs something to think about. And then um, he, he started against... He started Chol, Pulisic and Mount. Uh, yeah. I think he'll probably end the game how... It, start the game how it ended yeah, it. So, yeah, how it ended it, yeah. So Chol, um, Lukaku and Mount. That's what he probably Yeah, started. Pulisic was playing wing-back, isn't it? Right wing-back. Yeah. Um, I don't expect him to play there. So, yeah, I think he will start with that front three. Um, I think because against us at Anfield, they use Lukaku as a, a decoy and Mount and um, Havertz got in behind us a fair few times. So, I think they'll probably try and play the same way, but with Cho, Cho's a bit quick. And um, Mount on the other side, they'll try and run into the spaces that Lukaku leaves. Um, I think, I don't know, man, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game, but we should beat them. We should. Nah, it is, it is going to be a tough game. It's going to be dead interesting to see how they kind of line up tomorrow against against Brighton. Uh, I think that kind of big indication of what they're thinking for kind of weekend wise. Because I don't think that Brighton game will be any barrel of laughs. You can't just look nope. at you know, their, their nope. last few games. They're, they're weird. I think, you know, if Brighton only played top six teams, they'd probably, you know, be kind of like third within that just because they, they up their game so much whenever they play like top class opposition it's just against the dross that they seem to like really let themselves down which is just completely weird um 
you know, admirable, but weird. Um, just kind of looking at everything else that we can do. Um, I think Thiago has to play if he's available, just because of tempo and how we can kind of connect that play from back to front, help distribute Bro, the ball yeah, too. Yeah, you kind of see this midfield against like Jorginho and Kante, like he's just not all Kovacic. He just because like, these guys can run, like I'm afraid that they can run, but they will just keep the ball and they'll just keep like keep 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 the ball. And yeah, it's just it's just it's just a bit long. What we can do is isolate Alonso against Seller. That's our best chance because they haven't got obviously Chilwell's out. So if we get Alonso in those positions, they just want to be against Seller. Salah, call ISO anytime you see Alonso alone. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> that's that's what we can do. I think that's how we can get in. Obviously, you got Rudiger on that side as well. We'll probably come over. If we can drag Rudiger out of the box, um, hopefully we can do well. I'm not sure if Thiago Silva will be fit because he kind of hovered off um, against Villa. So that might be a plus. But yeah, um, I think we just like Ellis said, we have to kind of run at um, the centre-backs and try and drag the win-backs out of place. And yeah, if I hope, hopefully we've got all the rust out of our system now with this loss. So when we go to Chelsea, we actually, you know I'm saying, play, play with the intensity that we normally play at. And yeah, I, I think we're a better team than Chelsea. Like, I think this season, we've actually been better than them. Our attack has been much better. The defence has started to crumble a bit. So, yeah, I think I think, I think think it should be a tough game. But if we play at that level that you know we can, I think we should we should beat them, really. Yeah, I mean, even when you looked at them against Villa, if it wasn't for Villa's bozo gene, I mean, Villa would have got um, a point at the very least. So... You know there are there are things definitely to analyze against, and you know God knows that the team will be kind of analyzing it and seeing where all the weaknesses are and where Liverpool can improve. Oh, because you know let, let's be real, it's not going to be hard to improve off the back of this performance. Because fucking hell, we were diabolical this evening. Um, yeah, very much feels like three points dropped and an opportunity, a big big opportunity missed. Um, also feels like if we would have been able to play against Leeds, get that out of the system tonight, probably doesn't happen as well. Very weird football team where rest doesn't help. Rest is, for, you know, very much for the wicked with this Liverpool team. They want to be up all day, all night, uh, playing, doing rondos and having five aside every single time because football is life for this team. Um, they were shit. They know they were shit. Klopp knows they were shit. We know they were shit. So there's only one way to go back up, and that is to beat Chelsea. Um, obviously, we do the final word now at the end of every part. Um, I think I let Els have one a few weeks ago. So, Peter... You're up, man. Final word to end the pod. The final word is we move. Simple as that. We move. Don't, don't, don't be down on this too much. Don't be um, down on your lorries. Just dust yourself off, and we, and we keep it moving, man. Let's go. Couldn't put it better myself. Um, of course, whole host of Patreon content coming for you coming in your ears i'm not even going to pause there it is it is coming very much in your ears um for the remainder of this week and as we enter 2022 uh head over to www.patreon.com forward slash copy and fracast the link is in the bio to this pod to subscribe from just three pounds a month a day to access to some of the best content on the internet talking about Liverpool football club and of course look at all the weird and wonderful things that we're also doing here at the touchline media group as well uh and Downs, which is the uh, football and football matchup part that I've been on a few times. And, you know, Acer and uh, Stump, they do a really good job there too. So do check them out. Um, but yeah, man, as Peter said, we move. Enjoy the rest of your week. Don't be too down in the dumps. Have a little drink. Get over it. Enjoy your New Year's Eve. We will see you next Wednesday with hopefully a victory podcast where we'll be very much in better spirits. And yeah, let's go. 
Please see you soon. Thank you very much. Podcast Network.